Hey y'all, this is Stacy Pearsall, and you're listening to Everything, my podcast where I talk about, well, everything. Guess who's back in the studio today? Who's back? I'm Stacy, and this is... I'm Andy. Well, you guys know who it is then. Andy's back. I'm back. And my sister's gone. Oh, boo. Sad. I'm very sad. I, I know. You've been... I'm kind of moping. Crying. I haven't been crying. No, you do it like a winner. I you cry hide on the inside. inside. <laughs> like a winner. Like a winner. Um, yeah, she texted me yesterday, which was her first day back to work after returning home, and she said that she misses me, and I miss her too. Well, one day very soon, you guys will be together again. Yeah. Hopefully. Over there, though, at her house. At her house. At her house. Or in the land in between us. With the no man zone? The DMZ? The horse area and donkey. That's that's the no Andy zone? The, Bob, whole, the horse area? Bob loves me over there. I sent you a video. Speaking of Bob. Yes. I sent you a video of people who were like going on hikes with their donkeys and, and going on jogs with their donkeys. And I think we need to make that part of our routine. Yes. We will get Bob and Ben and walk them around. Like yeah, dogs. Some people go to the gym. I think we just need to go get our donkeys and go for a walk. Donkey walk. Donkey walk. We got to come up with a better name than that. The donkey walk? A, DW? A DW? Uh, <laughs> a DW. Where's the I come in? DW. Oh, we'll, figure, we'll, we'll have to workshop that. <laughs> no, okay. For all my listeners, if you have any inputs on what we should call our donkey walk exercise, visit everythingstacy.com and let us know. Sure. Yeah. Well, we've got a couple of big lottery drawings happening, and you and I... We're already millionaires. I'm already spending the money. Well, you're spending the money in your head. Somebody, yes. we said we were playing the lottery and we were thinking about all the different ways we would spend that money. And somebody said, and reminded us very aptly, that we are we already won the lottery. Oh, yeah. Well, we have. Because I have you. Oh, very well. Aww. Aww. And we have pickles. And we have pickles and Charlie and Bob. all the horses. But we, we really have won the lottery just in finding... Finding each other, but also having this beautiful sanctuary we call Low Country Acres. Yes. Now, uh, if we were to big, dream big mm -hmm. and win the lottery, mm -hmm. let's talk about what we would do with that newfound uh, resource. Buy everything. Well, that's where your mind goes. I think that's where we differ in our process. Where does your process. mind go? Obviously, it would be great to pay our debt off, but yes. I, I think... Uh, looking at the grand scheme of things, it would be nice to help other people. Well, of course. You know, for my birthday, my birthday wish was to raise money for America's Vet Dogs. And we did a good job of that. Well, by we, you mean everybody who actually donated. Yeah. There was or $881 that we raised Right. Uh, in support of America's Vet Dogs. And I think about that. If I were to win this lottery, I think of, you know, a portion of what we win would go to organizations that Absolutely. are wonderful like that. Right. So if you donated to my birthday fund for the America's Vet Dogs, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, if we were to win the lottery, I think in addition to America's Vet Dogs, I would probably maybe start my own foundation. A Brabant Foundation? No? Uh, yeah, well, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, yes, of course, some of that would go toward saving endangered breeds. But I think looking at the veteran community, mm -hmm. I would like to look at offering services to women veterans who are um, 
maybe suffering from MST or um, combat veterans who are suffering from PTSD and, sure. and different uh, facets like that, and supporting organizations who are already established doing good things. Absolutely. Yeah. On board. Yes. And you talked about um, we have 150 acres that we that we lease for recreational purposes. Yep. You would buy that, but it's a swamp. I, I for all it. of you people out there thinking, "Wow, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of acres." It's underwater. I would bring a million dollars worth of dirt in and level it, make it nice. So you're going to you're going to dig a hole in somebody else's dream to fill yours. If they're selling it, it's their dream. I guess so. Right? You're right. You're right. I am. You are. I would probably build a house for my mom and stepdad. There's one for sale that touches our land right so up here. So just buy that one. Just buy it. It has a pool. Yeah, it's already done. It's they can ready. Move in. move in ready. I want the furniture and everything. Yeah, just sell it as is. As is. <laughs> okay. Good thought. And we would buy the vaccine for everybody we know. Oh, oh. I like where your head's at on that. And enough for the booster. Did well, you... we, would, we would have to first engage Chick-fil-A. To yes. help us organize the actual administration of the vaccine. Absolutely, Chick Fil A's got it going on. They it, should be doing it, not Starbucks. Yeah, if you if you watch the news recently, uh, Washington State's mayor decided to engage the support of Starbucks, which is ingenious. If no, you think I, about right. it. I mean, I like where that guy's heads at um, because they that is their job to push people through right. mass production. Now. Andy and I, Andy from day one was like, they need to get Chick-fil-A on board to talk about um, how to get people, volumes of people through efficiently. And they do it Right, they went awesome. Because Chick-fil-A before the pandemic was doing a great job of their drive-through. And then during the pandemic, they no longer allow people in to dine. Mm -hmm. It's all through the drive-through or the pre-order. And they have it down to a science. They really do. So you get Chick-fil-A involved and we will all have the vaccine, no problem. Yep money to develop the vaccine or you know produce it and then chick-fil-a to to distribute and then we'll be okay let's not forget about the countries outside of um you know developed countries like the u.s or uk or mm -hmm. um but countries who may need more support because i think we tend to overlook them and this they're just as critical they're human beings too absolutely everyone should get it our country uh, is preparing for uh, an inauguration. A new boss. We get a new um, boss here in a few days. What, tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. I think everything that's happened, it's been a tumultuous year, I would say, maybe two mm -hmm. or three or four years. And I think it has put us back on our heels a little bit in terms of where we are as a country. When you enlisted in the service, was any of what had, has transpired in the last year ever had that ever crossed your mind because when we raised our right hand and we enlisted we said we would support and defend the constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic right well back in the cave day when i enlisted we didn't have social media so you couldn't we didn't interact or we didn't the president was on wasn't on the tv every day i right. mean it's like every day the white house is the news mm -hmm. which I don't, it shouldn't be no that should not be the news the country should be the news or a crisis or good stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of watching the White House dictate everything. Right. Well, I think a lot has happened. We have turned news into entertainment. And, right. you know, you and I come from journalism backgrounds where we were never supposed to interject our own opinions. And I, I feel like now infotainment is mm -hmm. what is the, you know, the news of the day. And I'm really just tired I'm fatigued by 
turning on the, the television and watching reporters, you know, just spew their own opinions. And I, I would rather just have the facts, the right. good, the bad, the ugly. Back in the day. Like back in the day. The house mm-hmm. is on fire. The police department put it out. Next. Well, maybe the fire department. Fire department. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. I think also um, career politicians are um, an overhaul of how we uh, elect our politicians, uh, an overhaul of um, politicians, career politicians needs to happen. And I think we seriously as a country need to look at the problems that have arise from having a two-party system. Right. Uh, You and I are unique. Uh, Many uh, of our neighbors have very um, strong opinions, left or right. Right, and and I everyone should be passionate about their beliefs. I agree. But you know, my analogy is this isn't a football game, right? Because a football game, you have a winner Mm -hmm. and you have a loser. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how it it becomes with the politics, and the losing team usually gets the shit beat out of them, Uh and the winning team gets everything they want. Well. If you're half the country that lost, then you're not thriving at those four years, which isn't the case. It should not be that way. It shouldn't be a win or lose. No, it should be that we're all in this together, so let's just get along. Right. I, I saw a great metaphor regarding um, these this two-party system, mm-hmm. and people talk about, you know, you need a left wing and a right wing to to be an eagle or something to that, to that oh, effect. Oh, right, right. And... You know, you and I, we kind of sit dead in the center. We are neither left or right. And, I, I, you know, we think that based on a politician's merit, their ideas, their thoughts, not the party they run with. And I wish, and that's not for me to say project on other people, but I wish people would be more open to the idea of compromise. And no one political party holds the cornerstone on right. religion. No political party holds the cornerstone on being patriotic Mm -hmm. i think that's a total farce that we are all americans and we are all invested in the success of our country if we could put aside as you say these teams that people have developed then maybe we could actually get somewhere and i hope that we find common ground what happened on capitol hill shocked me yes and people are pointing fingers and people are um, using others as scapegoats. Ultimately, these individuals took it upon themselves. And you said passion. Well, passion surpasses a point or, or you know, goes past a point into, um, I don't know what the word would be, fanaticism maybe. Hmm. Um, or even radicalism, if I could go a step further. And I think, you know, people get to, um, impassioned or emboldened, and then they take it upon themselves to um, vent that. And it was completely inappropriate, and people died, people got hurt. I think there's a better way to resolve these differences. There's a better way to resolve... Um, these passions, as you say. Let's call it use your voice. Yeah, your voice. Not your fist. And again, sometimes we have to agree to disagree and be okay with that and find a middle ground and a compromise. 
if we are so far to the right or we are so far to the left, mm -hmm. it's hard to, to come to the middle. Right. It's a lot further distance. And I, I love listening to audiobooks when I'm out scooping poop in the pasture, mm -hmm. as you know, and I listen to a lot of uh, different ideas. And um, I heard in, the, in this book I, I'm listening to right now, someone said, you can't reach out when your arms are crossed. Oh, how true. If you are stuck and standing your ground with your arms crossed, how can you ever reach out? So, anyway, that's my soapbox it's pretty moment. deep on the first day back, honey. I know. Well, my it's first not day. the surface. It's my day first back. day back. Yeah. Okay. So, maybe open your arms to new ideas mm -hmm. and, and compromise. Embrace thy neighbor, as they say. All right. Well, now that I've got that off my chest, I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think um, a few things that I'm working on right now and I'm hoping to accomplish in 2021 if the coronavirus doesn't continue to put a crimp on it. It's, it is because it's multiplying into a different version and it's much worse now. Well, our sister Megan, the yes. nurse, says yes. that all viruses adapt and evolve and mutate. They do, just like the flu. Just like you. Oh, oh, so I adapt and still hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> like a stage four Klingon. Oh, yes. Well, I digress. The project I'm working on right now is for um, SCETV and PBS called After Action. You know, we need no donations. Well, we, no? we have the majority of our sponsors have committed, but mm -hmm. we are still looking for a key sponsor. So for any of my listeners out there, who know of maybe a company, an institution, an independently wealthy individual who is philanthropic, who would like to be part. So when I win the lottery today, <gasps> I'll be your key sponsor. Or I could be my own sponsor because I will also, I will be in also independently wealthy. Yes. Then I can underwrite my own show. Oh, wow. You'll be your own boss again. I already am my own boss. <laughs> yes. Nonetheless, After Action is going to be a roundtable interview with new veterans every week discussing topics from this from military service to help to help demystify what that uh what military service looks like what it is but also to help families uh families and friends of military right. members better understand uh, the conditioning that happens during military service the and conditioning aka brainwashing no, uh, you may think brainwashing, but I, I think it's, it's conditioning. It's conditioning, but also like if they had deployments or TDYs, military experience in general, how that impacts an individual over the course of their life and after they leave the service. I hope that this these roundtable discussions, which will cover topics like um, gender bias, uh, glass ceiling stuff for women that these these subjects are important to me given my background but we're also going to talk about um military integration uh technology um uh, conditioning how you come into the service and how you leave combat experiences education in the service you name it it's going to touch a wide swath of topics mm -hmm. that will help other people including employers who are looking to hire veterans, better right. understand what qualities individuals have that may um, enhance the work environment. Absolutely. I think there's no show like it out there. Many shows that I've seen that are on television are, 
you know, they are dramas, dramatizations. They also tend to focus a lot more on the uh, special forces angle and the shoot 'em up hoo hoo stuff. I think the military is more than that. More than gear and airplanes and tanks. It is more than hardware and metals. It's people. It's individuals and people yeah. and the human experience. And we're going to talk about the, the reasons why people join and what, has, what the transformation is like in the service. Mm-hmm. I also think that this show is needed right now because of all the things we talked about just a few minutes ago. Right. You know, we come from all walks of life. The military members come from all walks of life. And we are thrust into this environment where we have to rely on each other for our safety and well-being. And we put aside these differences in in order to get through these missions successfully. Right. Let's use your football analogy. Okay. If we were to show up to a mission and you were in a blue uniform and I was in a red uniform... We'd have problems. We'd have some big problems. Right. That's why it's like we all show up to work in the same or similar uniforms, Mm -hmm. right? You got your name tapes on, your rank on, you got the flag if you're wearing it for your uniform. So you already know you're you're a team. team. Right. So there's no compromising. Compromising was like before you came in the military. You can listen to your music and do your makeup or whatever your jam is, put moose in your hair and do all that crazy stuff after work or before work. But when you're on the clock... You're part of the team. Right. Right. Because we are supposed to be a one unified force. Right. Because when our leadership, which could have next to no experience, right, mm-hmm. right out of college, they're given some rank or they've earned some rank, and now they're directing us to do things. And you got people that have been there for 20 years, and they know what they're being told to do is not the right thing, but you have to kind of train them, mold them, and yet let your younger people know that you're going to listen to your leadership mm-hmm. and effectively get the mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think also the military does a really, really great job of acknowledging that we have uh, different backgrounds. We come from all walks of mm-hmm. life, and we embrace that. Absolutely. And we all put the uniform on with the intent of accomplishing the mission together at the most expeditious way. Absolutely. Because someone new to the to the game, so to speak, can say, hey, what about, have you ever thought about doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And if they have a better idea, let's do it. Sure. If it means we're saving time and you can get to chow faster, mm-hmm. right on, let's do this. Maybe maybe Jane Doe from the farm had a, right. a certain experience before they joined the service that they can bring to the table. And maybe John Doe from Chicago inner city had an experience that would help lend you know, some support to the mission accomplishment. And all of these voices are so equally important. If we came and we focus mainly on what divides us, then that's all the focus would be on versus what could be brought together and melded into one pot and embracing these these differences and, and putting them together and accomplishing stuff together. Absolutely. I think that we as a nation could learn a lot about military members and those experiences and how we have team building inherently put into the military experience. And I think after action, we'll definitely shed some light on how that happens or why it happens and the dynamics. And we can learn something by that, not just our nation, but companies, 
and small businesses, we as individuals, we can better understand that we are neither a blue uniform or a red uniform, but we are the red, white, and blue nation of this country. And we have one team and the military slogan, one team, one fight, um, can be applied to just about any facet of our lives. Right. Very profound response. To <laughs> I, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. So I don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think the military has taught me that each voice, each individual voice is important mm-hmm. to be able to look at the world from a billion different angles. Because if we all have the same viewpoints, then how will we ever right. navigate uh, navigate this world and I think the more voices you have at the table, uh, the more fresh approach that we have to looking at things. Right. And as you say, we only have one planet. We have this one life. And what we do with it is important. Right. What we leave behind is even more important. Our priorities right now, I seem, I feel like have gone off the rails a little bit. I hope that through after action, we might be able to workshop some of these things that that we have currently um as a nation um some address some of the issues we have and maybe through these talks and through these conversations from a diverse group of individuals who've had the military experience we may be able to apply these conversations into our day-to-day lives and we can come away with a better understanding of each other and hopefully compromise. Yes. Ultimately, no matter what your opinion is politically, left or right, you and I have had discussions regarding um, the changes of of leadership. Mm -hmm. I believe that a a president may enact a certain number of uh, changes, sweeping changes, And then the next administration will come in and basically unravel and undo. And it's the shifting tide that happens. You know, one, a conservative may come in and enforce uh, conservative points of view and enact laws and appoint Supreme Court justices. And then the next administration will come in and the liberal views will come in and enact their things and unravel the conservatives' points of view. I hope that our nation will come to a middle ground and find a way where we can stop the infighting and begin to move forward and find common ground where we can, um, I don't know, just move past this time, this moment in time. I agree. I hope that for our children's sake that we can do that. Yes. And I believe um, that we can. I, I truly believe that. And I believe that looking at the military as an example, I think if we could do it then, if we could racially integrate our military, if we can gender integrate our military, and we can look at leadership and compromise and be people from all walks of life and demographics and um, different colors of skin and religion and nationality and and sexual orientation, if we could all put our differences aside, come together through that military experience, then that is a prime example of where we can be as a nation. If you think about the military, we are a slice 
of the American pie. Forced to work together. And we are not forced. We volunteered to work together. We volunteered to work together. You're right. We did. We have a very strong UCMJ to make sure we stay that way. Uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice is what you're referring to. We do. But I think we have... Uh, we had not just a moral obligation, mm-hmm. but we had a an obligation to each other to make sure that we all succeed as a group. As you said, teamwork. And if we could do it in the military, our country and our nation can do it. We are, after all, a product of our nation. Absolutely. Well, we're coming up to the 30-minute mark. So I know, I know how you and your sister did an hour, but then again, you guys probably we could have went done. on forever. Right. We usually have. I wanted to be there so I could hear all these juicy stories. Well, she'll be back. Yes, but not soon enough. It's like once a year around your birthdays, January. We got a whole year to think did about we, all the questions. Did we you talk ask. about your birthday? Have we talked about how old you are now? I'm 41. Two. Are you? What year is it? It's 2021. <laughs> so I'm 41. <laughs> Yes, I'm here for Yes. Yes, thank you. I am 41. I have a long life ahead of me, so good luck with that. I'll be here the whole time. Ooh, thanks for the warning. Yes. Well, everybody, I hope you have a fantastic week. And remember, you can't reach out with your arms crossed. So open up your hearts and minds. Yeah, you might fall down without your hands out, too. I have Charlie to lean on. With your hands out. With my hands out. Yes. He's always there for you. It'll be a group hug, Charlie. Going down. (laughs) On the way down as I fall on my face. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy birthday to me and my sister. Yes, happy birthdays. And, oh, happy birthday to the Guide Dog Foundation. Oh. They're going to be 75 years old. Nice. Congratulations. All right. If you have any uh, thoughts and feedback, you want to help us workshop that donkey workout, Mm -hmm. visit everythingstacy.com. Until next week, I'm Stacy. I'm Andy. Be well. Be well.